Welcome to this week's episode of Time Added On. We're back midway through the second week of the international break and it feels good that football is just around the corner. Um, and we're into the final furlong. It's exciting. Um, it's going to be a, a tense end to the season. Tom, are you excited? Are you nervous? Just tend to go. Yeah, it's the the, the final running, isn't it? It's the uh, it's what it's, well, if you, I'm hoping. I'm not going to. No, I'm not going into final countdown. I won't sing final countdown. What a tune! What Jesus a tune. Christ! What is this turning into? I have, to, I have to say up front, if my cough or my voice goes, I am struggling with COVID. This is my second battle. That was a that was a you know you doing that final countdown intro then was probably about as good as it's going to get for your voice isn't it? and yeah, and I mean, to be quite honest it was well to be to be quite it it was poor it was real poor I mean if it was never mind the bus Cox I don't no, you got it where it was though. Well, yeah. Well, I said it. I said it before. And, um, well, yeah. Let's just <laughs> let's just though this final countdown is better than the than the start the season you know and uh, the first 10 game I'm sure it will that's not me hinting that it might not um, but yeah you would have thought you'd be in this position going into the final 10 with that start that we had at the beginning of the season well, hold that thought because we're going to come on to that but have you enjoyed the international break because we normally sit here and uh, we moan about international breaks but every football fan typically your average football fan doesn't particularly enjoy the international breaks I must admit, part of me in this international break was quite happy for a bit of a breather. It's been a little bit, uh, a little bit too exciting for us, isn't it? In that, in that few weeks beforehand, it was. Uh, I definitely feel like the batteries need recharging, the bank account needed recharging, ready to go again. But it's actually been quite nice to to stop and take stock, hasn't it, of the of where we are, and I suppose really just look at appreciate how good Forest have been uh, in the last, obviously, few months of the season. But it, it, it was nice to have that break, but really kind of get excited about that um, that final running. Yeah, no, I was kind of looking at it in a different light, you know. It's kind of usually in a normal kind of forest, normal forest season, in seasons gone by, I'd be looking forward to the international breaks. But, oh, let's just have a breather of this rubbish. Um, but this season, I'm happy for it to just keep on coming. You kind of feel a little bit bit lost without it, you know. You quite look forward to getting yourself to the city ground or whether it be an away day. Oh, and, you know, watch watch Forest at three o'clock, and you know I wouldn't have said that in um, in some of the seasons that have gone by in recent times. But yeah, this this time I get what you mean. You have a bit of a breather, you know, give the body a bit of a bit of a rest from from the enjoyment. More than two weeks, that's the only problem. But oh yeah, yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, no, I think uh, yeah, no, it's it's been it's been kind of felt a bit, and the the international friendlies, or you know. You know, England being an international friend, Wales being in the you know the the the, the semi final of a qualifier, it's still not still not the same feeling of, of having that club club football on a on a Saturday, is it? So um, or or even in midweek in Forest case, which will be coming up a lot. Well, in there's the, a lot of games coming up, isn't there? The, the, with the ten to go, there is a lot of football to play, and Forest are obviously in action pretty much every midweek uh, up until now. Obviously, a big Easter period coming up as well. It's really exciting. It's it's as you said. It's not been this exciting towards the end of a season, and well, you know, we don't have to look too far back, do we? The Sabri Lamucci, but very different feel about that season, given the disruption through COVID. So typically, when we get to this period, you know, in and around the Easter mark, 
yeah, it's in years gone by, it's fizzled out a touch. But the fact that we're sat here now with a real golden opportunity in front of us, whatever happens, it's going to be a, a, an absolutely enthralling last month, hopefully month and a half beyond, beyond of the season. But as I say, let's come on to that. I mean, first and foremost, we've got to start and uh, I suppose start our look back at the quarter final. We've not done a uh, an episode since the, the Liverpool game. We we spent a long time together, Tom, on that Liverpool game. We um, we drove up, didn't we, from Essex there and back in the day. And um, it was just, we, we didn't really have the energy to sit and talk the next day, did we? We were pretty much no. We'd no, I, each other. No, we I, I, break. I paid my dues. <laughs> You know, I've done my bit for the, for society. I mean, yeah, spend the day, yeah. for the day. Mm. But we've got to look. We, we've got to start there, haven't we? Because I mean, what an occasion it was. The 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 excitement certainly built up in the lead up to it, and as soon as the cup draw was done, and you knew that Forest had the chance of, of Liverpool at home, and we got past Huddersfield, the excitement really did kick in. But again, given the league program that Forest had had gotten, obviously. QPR in the week just prior to the Liverpool game. You know, Forrest had to make sure that, and the supporters had to make sure that the mind was firmly on the league. So it was pretty much from after that QPR victory onwards. Obviously, it started to ramp up, and it really did ramp up, didn't it, Tommy? It, you know, everyone was excited. It was a big, it was a big clash, a game that people have, have wanted for quite some time, as you kept on saying to me in the run up, in terms of Liverpool. But also, you know, I think we we. It, you know, I don't think it got lost on people that this was the first quarter final for Forest in 26 years, and it was it was absolutely humongous for the football club. And actually, you know, not to belittle us, but you know, it, it was a it was a moment to to savor, wasn't it? And, you know, we've had a, you know not had the best um, the best time of it, obviously, over that period since not being in the Premier League or since we played our last quarter final. And this really was an occasion to savor and. Um, both both sides didn't they played their part in the build up as well. We thought it um, <clears throat> we thought it might be one sided in terms of the build up and the hype coming from the Forest end, but Liverpool played their part. There was there was a real cup but big game, um, you know, build up to it, wasn't it, from both sides? Yeah, definitely. It was it was two sided, and um, I think you know, take obviously it was, it was that game. Obviously, we were looking forward to yeah, and it was it was a taste of. of you know, top level Premier League football, I suppose, which is what I've, we're aspiring to achieve come the end of this season, hopefully. But I think, you know, away from that, away from the fact it was Liverpool, it was an opportunity to kind of showcase what what us as, as, as Nottingham Forest Football Club are about and, and the fans, really. Call me a massive, massive saddo, and uh, you know, many people do. Oh, but like, I've kind of, kind of watched the start just the start of that game a, a few times actually in terms of like the build up and then and then the the bit with the with the display um which was a brilliant display um and kind of how how that looked on TV and you know it might seem a little sad but I just thought, thought you know not not many people it, this was a quarter final of FA Cup and a lot of people did watch it because it was on terrestrial television as well and um I think it was a real opportunity to show what they're about and, and the feedback has been very, very positive. Um, yeah. And so it should be, I think, um, the atmosphere that was created. And it, yeah, obviously it was for an FA Cup quarter final, but it's not as if it was, a, we know, it's not for a one-off occasion. We've seen displays like that 
um, in derby games, in you know other games in the league. So it wasn't as if it was a, a Liverpool FA Cup quarter final thing. It was a it was a pretty regular you know in 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 stages across the last few years uh, for for Forest to have that kind of display happen as well. So it was good to see that. No, I mean that's what the cup run's been good for. I mean, look, we see it week in week out and. I think sometimes we take it for granted in terms of how good the Forest supporters are and how well-backed the club is home and away. And I think the cup run and obviously being on national television, you know, for the Arsenal game, the Leicester game, uh, and obviously the Liverpool game, and the way that Forest have, uh, A, performed on the pitch, but also how fans have reacted off the pitch and the the atmosphere and the feel-good factor around the club and what what Steve Cooper and the players have, have really, you know, managed to, you know, they've captured people's imaginations, haven't they? I mean, whatever happens this season, this season will go down as one of the most enjoyable and just captivating, I suppose, because you you just can't help but get swept away by it. But I don't think this, you know, we've talked on this pod, I don't think it's it's not a false dawn, it's not false promise. You know, Forest have got a, a good team on the pitch. And, and when fans have got something to buy into and get behind and support, then Forest fans are, are, are some of the best in the country. You know, We're selling out home games week in, week out. It's not just about selling out the Liverpool game. Yes, that was obviously, there was extra interest and extra demand there. But we sell out every week in the league. And just look at the away tickets that are, are, you know, are being snapped up like hotcakes for, for Blackpool, for Luton. You know, As this season goes on and continues and the running comes in, it's, they're, they're one of the hottest tickets in town, aren't they, Forest, at the minute? And I just think it, it was the whole build-up, the atmosphere, you know, the Forza display was, I mean, we've just, start, again, we don't want to take those guys for granted, but it was just another exceptional display. And, and it really, I think it really encaptured what that moment and what that game meant for the football club and the supporters. And there'll be a whole host of, a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm just about old enough, you might say I'm a lot, you know, long time old enough, but I'm lucky enough that I've seen Forrest play in the Premier League. I'm lucky enough to, obviously, albeit at a young age, see Forrest play in a European competition. But there's a whole generation there, yourself included, Tom, and that's not me trying to, like, I'm not trying to, you know, patronise, but there's a whole generation that won't have seen the quarterfinals and those big moments, those big matches, Trent side, will they? You know, that's that's what you want. You want you know, generations of fans to take that. We want, you know, the young the young generation, the young kids that have been coming to the cup games to really buy into it and to fall in love with, with the football club. I think it's been, that's been really important, hasn't it? And um, there's definitely a new wave of enthusiasm and hopefully a whole new breed of fan as well that have, have really bought into this Steve Cooper side and what this club's about. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, when people say stuff about all oh, these generations that haven't seen us, they just think... I think there's that kind of um, image of it being just people who are really young. I'm coming up to late 20s, you know, and and <laughs> everyone around my age just sees Forest as a, a club that's really, its limits is the championship and, you know, a spell in League One and not many people talk, you know, or know about or or really think anything of, of Forest when they think of them as a as a, a very successful club in, in its past. So, yeah, it, it was just a really nice thing to to have that for, yeah, it, 
you know, people might see it as, oh, we watch the one-off, a one-off game on television. But it was, it was a nice thing to kind of have that uh, as a, as a highlight as well. And um, yeah, kind of, kind of keep Forest in the, in the, in the limelight really of, um, of, of what they have done in this FA Cup run. And, and people are taking Forest and, and are now really starting to take notice of them in terms of what this team's about as well. So um, yeah, it was, it was brilliant to have that. It was good. The atmosphere was just crackling, wasn't it? I mean, we got in the ground early doors, and uh, as most people did, it was it was fairly it was fairly busy uh, early doors in the ground. We walked obviously we're in the Trent end, walked down by the Trent. There's the, the guys with the bagpipes playing Mullican Tower outside. Just the whole feel about it was we just it felt different. It felt big. The occasion was certainly matched by the atmosphere, and you know we were in the stands early. A good 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 ten minutes pre kickoff and you know when the, the you know, a lot of fans were in place when the when the Brian Clough and the you know the video came on and just the eyeballs on that and I was quite emotional actually that, that that moment in the ground in terms of you know you reminisce and obviously again we take that video for granted in terms of um, the former glories etc but being Liverpool at home and being the, the Clough rivalry between Liverpool there is just everything about that pre-match you know even that kind of five ten minute lead up to kickoff it was it was very reminiscent, and I think it was quite emotional in there, and it, it just it, it gave you a flavour of if this football club can get back to the Premier League, just what those occasions would feel like on a week by week basis. It's um, it, it, it was because it was an extra step, wasn't it? That I mean, we've been we've had big games at the City Ground. Don't get me wrong, we you know the the Derby games etc. are always big occasions. And the atmospheres there were always, you know, intense, I think is probably the best way to describe those atmospheres. But there was more, it was bigger than that, wasn't it? And it was a different type of atmosphere to that. And you just felt it, the hairs on the back of your neck when the players came out. I mean, Mullock Tyre was probably the best it's ever been. The loudest it's ever been was just absolutely phenomenal. And then from the first, from the first moment, the crowd were right at it. And I think Jurgen Klopp said, didn't he, in his interview afterwards, is that the Forest fans were absolutely brilliant. They were they were cheering every tackle as if it was a goal, and, and he loved it. And I mean, again, the Forest fans have been brilliant with the team this year, but they, I think the fans appreciated, didn't they, that they knew it was going to be a tough night and that, that the players needed them. And um, they really, everyone was bought into it. Yeah, 100%. It was a different big occasion. You know, it was more of a, an occasion of pride, I think, more than than fear or you know or what could happen you know everyone knew it, it was a it was a tough game but also <laughs> I could see then I think as soon as you stepped inside the ground of, of what if you know uh, and um, you know if any team's going to do it in recent times as far as this one this one could but also yeah the, the fans were, were fully behind them in terms of knowing how, how tough a tough a game it was going to be, and and we're right behind them, and tried to make it as difficult as possible for Liverpool, whilst also feeling probably a sense of uh, trying to drown Liverpool fans out, which wasn't hard in the end because they weren't anywhere, you know, as as loud as their as their um, maybe their reputation allows them to to have. So um, I think Great yeah, he's on Trent Bridge on the way out for the ground, and they did actually in the ground. That's not very true. true. The flares were louder when they when they uh, when they scored the goal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was brilliant, and uh, it just felt yeah, it just had a, a really nice feeling of, of occasion about it, without there being maybe the um, extreme. 
pressure or or this kind of uh, cynical expectation of of disappointment at the end. You know, it was um, it was more of a of of a ah, this is kind of a, a represent a, a representation of of how well Forrest have done since Steve Cooper came in and, and you know, fair play to them and, and to the fans as well for that. You definitely felt, I feel like you, you hit the nail on the head there, you definitely knew that it was going to be the toughest game that Forrest had had all season. And in the cup run, I, I mean, I mean, obviously, it's, it's, yeah, in the cup run, it was the toughest game they had. As you would expect, it's a quarter-final. And, and I suppose, hand on heart, we probably ex- you know, went into that game expecting Forrest to, to be up against it and struggle and, and, and ultimately Liverpool's come out of it. But there was, you know, you said it there, there was also an element of you that the Forest have had these type of cup games in the past. And so you're not saying the quarterfinals, but when we've had the likes of Chelsea, etc., um, you almost just go into it and it's always oh, a nice day out and, you know, Forest aren't going to be able to compete here, but, you know, we'll have a good day. There was actually an, ex- an air of expectations here. Like you said, what if, if, if any, you know, the belief that fans have in this team now, if anyone and any manager can coax a, a Forest win against you know, the likes of Liverpool, it's going to be this one. And you definitely got that sense. And, and I think that, you know, that, that's how you know, Forest approached it. And I mean, you knew how Forest had approached it. You, you knew that Steve Cooper would have them up for it. He talked in the week, didn't he, in terms of, you know, he, he appreciated how tough it was going to be. But he, he talked about they've got a mentality, they've, they've got a way that they want to play. And they don't flex that for anyone. And, and they pr- appreciate the challenges ahead of them. But actually, they look at it in terms of how they can hurt and how they can impose themselves on the opposition. And, I mean, it was the same again this time round, wasn't it? I mean, for, for that entire match, I thought Forrest were absolutely exceptional. Uh, and they were up for it, and you knew they'd be up for it, but they were more than that. They were, they were, they were a good match for, let's be honest, Liverpool sprung a few surprises up on their in their lineup, and, and you know there was a few stellar star names missing, but there was still a hell of a side out there for Liverpool. So let's not kind of belittle that. And Forrest matched them pretty much for the full ninety. Yeah, yeah, I think um, I think yeah, people might say oh, Liverpool made those changes, but their second string ain't, and it's not you know second strings. So there was still some first teamers in there. The, the the rotational players that they brought in um, are hardly um, uh, bad players. Um, it was always going to be a tough ask, and we knew that they were going to rotate. So yeah, Forest Forest did extremely well. They, I think Forest for the for the ninety could be very proud. And in terms of their approach, it, it's kind of apart from trying to avoid a, a humiliation. Why not have a go? You, you know, you come out disappointed in, in this game if, if Forrest did and Forrest did you know Forrest did and I mean it says a lot really it sounds bad after everything I've just said but it says a lot that probably I was disappointed coming out of it that, that Forrest did, has not won the match because yeah. their approach just felt like they deserved so much more I, you know, I had people um, when I came back to London you know Arsenal fans who usually would take the mick and you know kind of be a, a little bit belittling you know, big old Arsenal Forest through the championship blah 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 uh, they actually you know watched the game and and, and said they did it extremely extremely well uh, you know better than, than probably Arsenal have in, in, in some occasions against Liverpool and, and, and so on so 
yeah, I think I think the the feeling of of deflation afterwards just said everything I needed to know, which was that Forest put themselves about in such a competitive manner. If you said to me before the match, I'd feel deflated about Forest losing to Liverpool um, in the FA Cup quarter final. I'd probably have to, you know, say to myself that I'd have to give myself a bit of a look in the mirror and, and sort my head out. But it was just the the way that they performed and the way that they put themselves about. Obviously, we knew beforehand it was going to be a tough ask, but it just felt like they deserved more than than they got in the end, and more than they got being the the very small and and uh, tight game that they they offered to Liverpool um, and the small uh, scoreline that they gave to, to Liverpool as well. It was fine margins, and obviously the, the term fine margin gets used a lot in football. But you know, first half, Liverpool a lot of possession. Paul has been calling to a great save, hasn't he? After you know, Forrest's been a little bit careless and, and and on the ball, but going right into those final stages, it, it was it was evens and it was it was anyone's game. And I think Forrest is staying the game. I tell you what was even more impressive, Tom, is the fact that Liverpool had to ring so many changes about half an hour with half an hour to go and. And, and that's how that's compliments to how good Forest were. But even with those subs, you're thinking, all right, you know, Liverpool. I think they brought was it four, four, well four subs on, did they? In one hit, um, and Forest made one, bringing Cafu on. You're thinking, all right, for, you know, Liverpool are going to go up a gear here now and, and maybe take the game away from Forest. And they really didn't. Forest Forest stuck at it, and, and we're probably asking some of the more probing questions at that time. And look, I, I don't want to dwell on it because obviously the, we're talking about the positives of it. I suppose the, the big chance for Forrest was the Zinconagel one, um, you know, with, with 15, 20 to go. If that goes in, that's your semi-final right there, isn't it? And ultimately, two minutes later, Liverpool go down the, the other end of the pitch and, and score a goal. But it was fine margins. Even then, Forrest didn't stop, did they? You know that anyway. I mean, it goes about saying, you know that Forrest under Steve Cooper aren't going to stop and, and could have had a penalty under, you know, when Ryan Yates got went down. Kept going to the end, you know, had another couple of chances, Cafu, etc. But it, it wasn't to be, was it? But the fact that Forest have been beaten by five margins and potentially an offside goal, um, I mean, just show, just tells you everything you need to know about that game. Yeah, exactly. And you don't want to dwell on the the zinc thing too much, you know. I think zinc's been very good for Forest this season, personally. <laughs> gets, be, the way gets... I look at that, Tom, if he misses that chance, but then scores a similar chance in the playoff final, no one will care. Yeah, no exactly. Remember this game, are they? Or his win at Wembley? No, I think Zink gets a bit of flack. He's in a, a difficult position. Um, those positions always are. They, they kind of coming in and out of games. Um, <laughs> you did feel like once he'd missed that that was probably they were going to do something. You know, if it's a championship game, you, you dust yourself off. You come back the other end and and you score. You score in your next chance anyway. But it, against Liverpool. You miss miss that golden opportunity in a game, um, and you know the half opportunity they might get offside or not, they will score. And my opinion on all those kind of decisions is is that I didn't want VAR, and I still don't want VAR in the championship or in any game Forrester are in anyway. So you have to take the decision, the the on pitch decision, at the end of the day, and the, the on pitch decision was goal regardless, and and you know the non penalty, whatever. So. Look, Forest have, have lost by a very, very fine margin in that one. But it, I think you know the 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 reaction at the end of the match showed how much for you know the fans appreciated the, the whole effort for that ninety because I've never seen as many fans applaud and and cheer 
after a defeat at home uh, at the city ground in, in all my life, probably supporting Forest. And um, I think uh, that, that says everything you need to know about the effort they put out on the pitch. Yeah, no, but I mean, mate, you've literally taken the words out of my mouth. That was going to be my next point in terms of the fans' reaction at full time, which was just, was just absolutely brilliant again. And and yeah, I, I have to echo your sentiments in terms of walking away from the ground. It, it did feel a bit of a, a, you know, it was a bit of a head scratch too. It was in one way you were extremely proud, in another way you were slightly gutted and uh, and, and left wondering what, what might have been. But I tell you, the one thing that you can take away from that is that you were very, there was a very proud feeling of the, the team and the football club that night. It was a very nice feeling walking away. And um, if they can channel that, and I'm sure they will, and I'm sure. I mean, I'd love to be in that dressing room after that match, and I'm I'm sure Steve Cooper will be using that this week when the players get back together ahead of um, Blackpool. If they can channel that type of performance and put that together for the running, um, it's going to be a, a really, really exciting end of, the se- end of the season. But yeah, look, it was a great cup run. Uh, well, I think we've talked at length in terms of before whether cup runs are good, bad, indifferent for league form, etc. I don't think there is any question whatsoever that this cup run has been invaluable to, to whatever this season ends in, whether it's a, uh, you could argue it's already been a success just because of the, the rejuvenating factor it's had on the football club. But, you know, if, if this season does end or doesn't end in promotion, one thing is for sure, this cup run has been absolutely invaluable to this group of players and the management team, um, just to really make them appreciate and understand how good they can be. And what a good group of players this this really is. So um, I think, yeah, I think it's, it's been amazing as the FA Cup this year. Yeah, it's been brilliant. And I think um, regardless, however, <laughs> some people might think this is, I think the run's been obviously a crack run because Forest haven't had an easy run. It's not like Forest have, have um, got to the quarters out of the look of the draw. You know, Forest have um, put in some magnificent displays against <laughs> Arsenal, Leicester. Um, even Huddersfield, which is the kind of banana skin you would expect Forrest in, in recent times to have slipped up on. Um, and then even the performance um, against Liverpool, I think it was, uh, it's put the, the club in, you know, in, in the, you know, forward front front facing of, of the public. And um, and I think, you know, the Liverpool game specifically, there's not many times that the, the on the pitch and the off the pitch, you can feel as proud as, as what the whole club did after that match. And, um, yeah, it was. Uh, it was a. It's been a great, great little run in that in the FA Cup. Back to it now, though. Back to the league form. Back to the league action this weekend away at Blackpool. That's, that's going to be a cracking away trip. I'm good. I can't be down there. We're um, we're gigging, aren't we? Friday night. Hopefully, COVID dependent. We're seeing the stereophonics, but um, to anyone going down to Blackpool this weekend, have an absolutely stonking trip because that is uh, done that a couple of times, and uh, I feel there's going to be a few sore heads on Sunday. Put it that way, but. As we've said before on the pod, there's 10 games to go. It's definitely crunch time. Not, we're currently sat in ninth, just three points off six at the moment. But crucially, obviously, Forest have got three games in hand over two teams currently in the top six. I sometimes just have to pinch yourself of everything that's gone on this season. I mean, just, you know, spent 20 minutes talking about the FA Cup. If you just said to me when we were driving home that night after, you know, when I drove to the Middlesbrough home game, uh, back in, in uh, September that, that Forest with 10 to go would be three points off the top six with a couple of games in hand you'd have probably slapped me in the face wouldn't you, you, you you'd have Will Smith me and uh, <laughs> slapped me in the face and told me to wake up because 
I mean, it's just been not quite fairy tale stuff, but the turnaround is just unbelievable. And you'd have definitely snapped your hands off to be in this position. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, I mean, I would have slapped you in the face anyway. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think obviously, given that start, you know, FA Cup quarterfinals and, and you know, with the 10 games left where Forest are, yeah, what a, what a season it's turned out to be in the end after what looks like it was going to be a, a disaster. And I think if Forrest can can play like they've played in almost every game since the turn of the year, um, and obviously Forrest played some good performances before that as well. Steve Cooper's been in for, was in for a while before that. But I think the turn of the year has been a very good good kind of um, turning point of, of Forrest's season as well. And I think a good, good, very, very good period within even that good period before and under Steve Cooper, you've seen the growth and and the results that they've been able to get in the performances. So I think if they can play like they have done in almost every single game within that turn of the year period, they will they will have a very good last ten games and and who knows where where that will lead Forest to come the come the end of the season. Well yeah, I mean look, it, it's it's firmly poised for a, a top six push this year. There's people talking about top two. I, I think that that might just be a bit of a stretch, but you know, while there's still a chance, you never know. But certainly from a top six point of view, Forest are, are are right on the cusp of it. And you know, don't try and read too much into opinions and and, and reviews and people's predictions, etc. But a lot of people are fancying Forest coming into this running, and and if Forest can, look, they've got to get there first. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. But if Forest can finish the season in the top six, I'm sure. There'll be a few teams in that finish in there with Forest that, that, that won't fancy playing them and, and coming up against Steve Cooper's side. I mean, it is 10 games. As I say, we've got those couple of games in hand. It's six games away from home, four games at home. I mean, how do you assess Forest running? Is it, is it, is it a difficult one? Is it a mixed bag? I, I definitely wouldn't say it's, it's the easiest running out of all teams. But again, Forest won't fear that, will they? Because Forest have, have, have proven time and time again that they almost thrive on that pressure. The big game experience. I mean, this isn't like any team that I've known for Forest for, for, for quite some time, probably going all the way back to to to, to the Billy Davis playoff playoff era. Um, th- this side don't really seem to give a damn who they're playing. They just want to go out there and do their stuff, don't they? Yeah, I mean, I don't like to get all gal cliche about it, but like the next, the next to every every championship game is is a tough game, right? So, I think um, you know our running is probably as difficult as, as any of the others in the league. I think obviously there are some winnable ones in there on paper, uh, but they're the ones that you could be a slip up. The, the most difficult ones by the time you play them could be an easier ask than what you would have thought maybe earlier on in the season. It's a difficult one when you get into these last 10 games and people are fighting for different things and and some people are, have already done their business or kind of chilled out for the for the rest of the season. So it's a difficult one. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because Forrest have, have proven up to this point that they can beat anyone when they play to their best. And I would be shocked if they... If as a Steve Cooper team and as a group of talented players that that Forest have got, that they took their foot off the gas in in, in this part of the season, and after doing all the hard work that they've done Listen, so kick far, back. kick so, back guys, yeah, just kick back. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Um, you know, some of these players, like it or not, are also probably thinking about 
uh, where they might be next season in terms of in the Premier League with Forest or not, you know. So there's 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 ways to go about it in terms of of, of being cynical or not cynical. But but I f- don't think this group of players are going to take their foot off the gas. And I think you know Forest are are in a good position to try and take one of those spots in the top six. Hundred percent. And I think also look they looked out heart back to the cup run, but. I think a lot of the players will have seen the potential here and they'll also know that hopefully there's excitement there that, God, if you could be in that team that gets Forrest finally promoted back to the Premier League, I mean, talk about creating your own history. Whichever team does this will go down in folklore. Um, there's a big opportunity, and I, I, I'm being genuinely serious there, there's, there's a big opportunity for this group of players to go down in Forest history, isn't there? And, and I know they're not all Forest fans, and obviously they've got a lot of players on loan who you know haven't got you know the you know the 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 love that we've got for the club, but they will appreciate that, and I'm sure that's being driven into them by a the local lads that are in the the side, but also the management team. I mean that 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 won't have gone amiss, would it, with them? No, I don't think so. And I think some of the atmospheres, he was just spoken about the Liverpool game and some of the atmospheres. So you see players coming out in interviews as well saying that the fans are, you know, this is the best feeling they've ever had, <laughs> ever had at Forest. Or some of them are saying there's some of the best atmospheres they've seen at any club they've been at. So I don't think the feeling and, and the desire of what this means to Nottingham Forest fans in the city is going to be lost on absolutely any of them. I think... You know, the only thing we have to be wary of is that I think sometimes it goes back to what I was saying at the start. Sometimes the international breaks have hindered Forest in some respects because they've got such a youthful, vibrant squad that um, even at this part of the season where you'd expect them to be knackered, kind of just want to carry on going. And sometimes the break um, doesn't do them as good. So hopefully, you know, they, they don't get off to, to a slow start. Um, they can kick on from the off. Um, but I don't think the desire or the understanding is going to be lost at all. And I think, if anything, for some of them, and I think some of the key personalities in the team, that'll be what drives them on the most. So I think, um, you know, if they've not taken the atmospheres and, and what it means to this to these fans away from Liverpool or Derby or Leicester or Arsenal or even some of the other league games that we've seen this season, some of the scenes that we've seen, I don't think, you know, anyone's ever going to understand it. So I think um, both club in terms of fans and players have done a lot of work. And I think it's just both fans and players <laughs> making sure that that is kept up uh, for the last time. And I think, I think you know, hopefully they will. And I, I, I think they will. Blackpool, Coventry, Birmingham in a hectic first week. Blackpool away, Coventry and Birmingham at home. It's a good, and, and, and there's some good sides in there. Blackpool are a really good side, not too far off. Coventry have been there, thereabouts again, not too far off. Birmingham are a little bit inconsistent, a little bit up and down, but you know, on their day or, or again, can be a good side. So it's not belittling any of those sides. But I mean, Forest will be looking at those runner games, two of them being at home. They'll be looking to get off to a flyer there, won't they? Because all of a sudden, if you could turn those into a, a decent points haul, you know. We think about getting to the magic 70, 75 points. Um, you know, Forest probably need what six, seven wins across that period. This will be a real opportunity and a, probably a period that they're looking at to try and obviously get off to, to a brilliant. I mean, how do you see that first week going back after the international break? What a question. Uh, it's a difficult one. I think, you know, the, the first two, I actually think, are. are 
two of the the toughest ones. And I know that that might sound surprising with Fulham and Bournemouth and Luton being in the the remaining games as well. I think the first two are are two of the toughest ones. I think Blackpool on the day can be very good. But then again, Forest can be better and and we know that. So it's just dependent on how they come out of that international break going into Blackpool. And Coventry, again, Coventry have kind of started off extremely well, dropped off, have kind of seen a bit of a resurgence. And the thing is with Coventry is that they tend to play well on some of the nicest pitches in the league is, is, is what they do. And we all know that the city ground and the pitch at the city ground is a, is a good pitch for, for good football inside. So I think um, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be tough, but we've seen in previous games this year um, that Forest can beat anyone. So I've not really given you a, a proper answer in terms of committing to how well I think they'll do in terms of points that they'll get. But we know that, that Forest can can do the job and it's against two teams that they, they can beat. Yeah. I mean, nine points would be perfect. If Forest could come away with, with seven points from that, from those three games after the international break, that would be, I think, deemed as a really, really, really positive start, wouldn't it? And really set you up well because you look after that and obviously Luton and West Brom's, I mean, two massive games over the Easter weekend, isn't it? Luton away, Good Friday. Um, I mean, Luton are having an unbelievable season. You have to say hats off to the Hatters, don't you, really? Um, it, it's just, just amazing what they've done. And, you know, some 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 pundits suggesting that they still can't see Luton finishing the top six. Well, with the amount of games we've got left to play, you've got to take them seriously. So that's going to be a cracking time. And even someone like West Brom, who you know haven't had the best of times, obviously under Steve Bruce, but but got a couple of wins prior to the international break. They if they could put a bit of a run together, they could cause a, a, a problem, can't they? Get themselves back in. So I mean, the Easter weekend looks pivotal for Forest, and then. You know, there's other games in that list. Your Peterborough, your Swansea, your Hull. They're probably games that, that, that Forest will be targeting for, for three points and they'll be the big opportunities. And you just don't know what you're going to get with Fulham and Bournemouth, do you? We've got obviously Fulham and Bournemouth both right towards the end of the season. The rearranged games away from home. Obviously the Bournemouth one, well documented in terms of running scared um, prior when obviously we had the storm. But if those two teams are already promoted then that in itself obviously presents a slightly different challenge. Or let's say Forest have an absolute stormer after this international break, a Bournemouth form continues to be a little bit, then that Bournemouth game could be a stonker as well. But look, let's not get, we're getting well ahead of ourselves there. But certainly there's, 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 there's big periods, aren't there, in this run-up. And I think, you, you know, not to cliche it, it's every game at a time. Well, you could probably break it down into chunks. Yeah, I think I predict Luton to to make the top six. So I think whether how that game goes, we'll we'll see. But I I think Luton will make the top six and I think it's a difficult game. And like you say, that Easter weekend's a real tasty one in terms of uh, Forest facing teams in and around them and, and going for themselves. And maybe kind of, will will set the tone. You know, the games before that, you know, how well Forest have done will you know, the te- those two teams will know whether Forest are desperate for points or whether Forest are on a really good run of form and carrying carrying on how they have done in the in the new year. So that that'll be an interesting one as well in terms of how the teams go about it. And the the Bournemouth and the, the Fulham ones, yeah, they're interesting ones because you know Forrest have played them in the in the dates that they were originally. 
they're still very much playing for for stuff. And by that point, they could both still be playing for stuff. But you you, you feel like Bournemouth will probably have the job done there or thereabouts. And Bournemouth, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with them. Um, they are faltering in in some games. They're doing well in others. Um, so it, that will be interesting. Will that play a part into the game? Do they then become easier games than some of the other ones? It's it's a different. That's what you get at this point of the season. The games become tougher to read because it becomes more dependent on the situation the teams are in rather than the, how well they've done pretty much for the rest of the season and how much those teams want it. So it'll be interesting. But like I said before, we we know that Forest are are gunning for it and they've done well in the turn of the season. So those games. All games in the Championship are winnable. All of them are, are difficult, so it will be interesting when it comes up to them. Yeah, look, we know Steve, Steve Cooper's not going to change his approach in these last 10 games. He, he's got a young squad who he's just going to fill up with, he's just going to fill them with confidence, isn't he, and going to get them to play. It's about keeping them focused, keeping them on the straight and narrow. And hopefully getting some of your experienced players back. Obviously, there's a suggestion that, that Graven might be in the squad this weekend. Um Obviously, we'll be hoping for for, for well, really, for, for, for Steve Cook and McKenna to come back. But one of those two coming back straight after the break or not long after the break will be a big help. And just getting that little bit of luck and, and keeping the luck in terms of the injuries as well is going to be big for Forest. So you just never know. But in terms of how Forest are going to approach it, you, you just know they're going to be well up for it. And I think everyone will have taken the the, the time to, to, to say, as we said at the start of the pod, reflect, recharge and and really go for it. I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, of course you, you are. This was, you knew this was coming, right? Mm. So, um, I mean, look, where do you expect us to finish, quite frankly? I'm between... I mean, it's not going to make a lot... I mean, it's not going to make a lot of different... Well, it will make a difference in terms of... I'm not bothered about... Uh, well, I was, I was going to say, ooh... I'm in between... Oh, I was going to say, ooh, in between fourth and fifth. I'm not sure. So, yeah, I'm going top six, yeah. And, and, and yeah, I mean, that'd be amazing. I'm not going to predict the rest if that's what you're going to ask me because no, we've not got to that point. It's, it's, uh, it was basically yes or no, and I'll take that. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm really excited. You can probably guess, actually, I'm quite buoyant on the pod tonight. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. The more I think about the running and the more I think about this team and, and the way they've gone about it, and if they can just keep going in the same manner, I've got no. Uh, I've got no qualms in, in, in suggesting for one minute I think Forrest finishing the top six and then who knows talk about that later on in the season who knows where Forrest will finish but it's, a, it's an exciting squad pack full of pace power in all the right areas obviously Forrest have got goals just as I say we need to get that look keep that look with injuries and it's you know Forrest he's definitely there for Forrest this season in terms of finishing in the top six then, then we'll go from there but I mean look I said it I said it earlier on in the pod no matter what happens, it's definitely a season to, to cherish, isn't it, this one in terms of, I think, you know, even in a couple of years' time when we're doing the pod, we'll look back at this season and, and, and for everything that we've had up to now, it's been absolutely outstanding. So if it continues to, to be in that vein, then, my God, my liver and my bank balance is in some serious trouble, in it? So um, I think let's leave it on that, Tommy. Eh? I'll leave it on that. I think I've done well. What a positive, what a positive note to end on after such a positive note. episode. I'm absolutely buzzing. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, obviously you can email us at timeaddedonpod at outlook.com. Or give us a follow on Twitter at timeaddedonpod. We are going to be back on what we decided, Tom, Sunday night. Sunday night we're mm. going to be back. So 
we will be reviewing the Blackpool game on Sunday and obviously looking forward and looking ahead to Coventry and Birmingham. But until then, have a lovely weekend. For those of you going to Blackpool, have a belting weekend. Come on, you Reds.